702. The UK Report with Adam Gilchrist. Adam Tana, finally they've made a decision about this, this runway. They're going to build the third uh, runway at Heathrow and already they're aroused. Oh, yeah, we, we could peak too soon on this, couldn't we? But in theory, yes, the UK government has given the green light for the expansion of Heathrow Airport for the building of a third runway, and it's taken them, well, I think at last guess, 36 years to get to this. So it's various governments, reviews, inquiries, investigations, any number of campaign groups who've tried to stop it or block it or indeed get it to go ahead. But we know that Heathrow Airport, and generally speaking, the southeast of England, is losing out now to Paris, Schiphol and Frankfurt, who have far more runways. We know that a third runway will mean a quarter of a million more flights and supposedly an enormous boost to the UK economy, £150 billion or so, although it will cost quite a lot of money to do in the first place. But 800 homes will have to be demolished. There'll be increased noise and pollution. And already, as you say, the protests have begun. Uh, We've had one MP resign who has a constituency nearby. We have Boris Johnson, the Foreign Secretary. He used to say he would lie down in front of the bulldozers. Well, now he says it's unworkable and he'll still fight it. The London Mayor Sadiq Khan says it's the wrong decision. David Cameron, as Prime Minister, said it would never happen. And a split in Cabinet and MPs threatening to resign left, right and centre and we're still not actually going to get our third runway yet, are we? (laughs) There's a long way to go. And obesity seems to be a disease all over the world, including Mm. here. And now we've got advice from GPs. I can hardly wait for this. Well, this is just so astonishingly obvious somehow, but it works. So what they've done is they've had a look at this. The University of Oxford has researched this, and they found that if in the course of other things, because people, generally speaking, don't go to their doctor saying, I'm overweight, what shall I do? They go for other reasons. But in the course of their going, if the doctor then says, oh, by the way, Mr Gilchrist, you could do with losing a few pounds or something, at that point then patients tend to act upon it. That casual little 30-second chat that a doctor might initiate makes all the difference. And in their research, University of Oxford found that 130 doctors challenged 2,000 patients to lose weight, uh, suggesting slimming programs. I mean, all obvious stuff. 75% of patients agreed they would. 40% did turn up at slimming programs and so forth. And 25% lost upwards of 2.5 kilos. So in conclusion, that casual advice from a doctor is worth far more than all the campaign ads and slogans and the nagging from a loved one at home. It really does make a difference. Give up sugar, give up carbs. It's called the Banting Diet. Worked for me. Tell us about Essex Girls. I thought that, I didn't know that was an insult, Essex Girls. I thought it was sort of tongue-in-cheek. Well, it is. Most of the time, it's tongue-in-cheek, but I suppose at its heart is something that some people feel is offensive. I mean, the dictionary definition, I'll slightly shorten it because it does go on a bit, but the dictionary definition in the Oxford English Dictionary is that an Essex girl is a term for a young woman, supposedly from Essex, who is characterised as unintelligent, materialistic, devoid of taste and promiscuous. So to get the idea, you might fling that as an insult at somebody or as a (laughs) laugh or whatever. So, lo and behold, there is now a campaign to say, can we please have the term Essex Girls removed from the Oxford English Dictionary because it's downright offensive. And 4,000 people, actually it's pushing 5,000 now, I think, 5,000 people or so have already signed this online petition. Except, interestingly, the Oxford English Dictionary says, well, you can't take out offensive words because otherwise there'd be precious little left in the OED frankly and anyway it would be censorship if we went around saying oh I don't like that word and please take it out and actually the OED never removes words and definitions they only add to them what an interesting thought that essentially this is a great tome that only grows and never shrinks
Isn't that amazing? We were just talking about hate speech and the growing number of, of definitions that are getting into this in this new discussion document in Parliament at the moment. Same issues all over the place. That's Adam Gilchrist from the UK.